0: This is friends after five a podcast featuring two co-workers who will hop on this podcast after five as friends
1: We share our experiences as third culture kids while highlighting voices amongst our fellow Asians and people of color Hey
0: everyone, it's tina And I'm Steph. Welcome back to another episode of Friends After Five. Tina, how have you been? I feel like we haven't chatted one-on-one in a while.
1: Yes, I agree. It's been a while. I feel like there's a lot going on, but also not a lot going on. But I do want to update you on one of the dates I went on a few weeks ago. Okay, so I went on this date with Someone from Hinge. I'm only on Hinge, by the way. Ooh, exclusive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we decided to get Korean barbecue. Yum. I know. The place we went to honestly wasn't the greatest. We went to the source in Bona Park, which is okay, like a Korean centric shopping plaza. He is Taiwanese, by the way. But, wow, had- from mm-hmm. my
0: homeland. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, from your homeland. So he's actually pretty tall. The only thing I was a little concerned about, and this is going to sound super shallow, but I typically like a slimmer build, just physically. That's what I gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. And in his pictures, I could tell not that he was fat in any way, but he was definitely of a bigger build. Yeah. but I was still concerned (laughs) that it might not be what I usually gravitate to.
0: Right. Yeah. Your usual preference.
1: But I like really enjoy talking to him and chatting with him. Okay. Because, you know, when you meet people or like for online dating, when you meet people. Yes. You always expect the ugliest picture to be what they really look like.
0: I feel like that's what you have to do.
1: <laughs> no, I remember you explicitly told me that. I did? Oh, my yes. gosh. <laughs> you explicitly told me that. You are like, which one is his ugliest picture? Because that's what he really looks like. <laughs> okay, I stand by that. But that's
0: always good. I mean, if they're better than their pictures, you're like, oh, cool. Like, what's that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we met. I did realize that I was the one that approached him when – We met outside the restaurant because he didn't recognize me at first. So I was like, he's like, oh, she's too gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I was like, oh, shit, did I catfish him instead of the other way around, which is, you know, what I was concerned about. Yeah. But I think it was fine. Okay. He didn't catfish me. So he looked pretty much like his pictures. Okay. So then we had cream barbecue. And then the thing that I wanted to bring up was he told me about his ex. Which, usually, I'm not a big fan of, like, hearing all about their ex on the first day. Why?
0: Yeah, why did she even come up?
1: Oh, okay, I know why. Because I usually like to ask them if they're watching anything on Netflix to see, you know, if we have the same taste in shows or we could, like, bond over shows that we've watched before. Yeah. So he told me that the last show he had watched was some Korean drama called Yours. Yours or or mine? I don't know, one of those pronouns. So he put in like, oh, my last relationship was like a Korean drama. My ears perked up. Because at this time, usually, yeah, I don't like to talk about the ex, but because we were on our first date and he had good energy, (laughs) I wanted to hear about it because it just seemed really, you know, like spill the tea kind of thing.
0: Right. You're like, what happened? Like what went down?
1: Exactly. So he told me this whole story about his ex, and they've only broken up a month ago.
0: Oh, that's very recent. Mm -hmm. So,
1: in the back of my head, I'm also like, is he even ready to date? Because one month is not a long time.
0: Yeah, not at all. Unless it ended super bad. But even then, then, then you're like, you know, kind of bouncing back
1: from the bad of it all. Or
0: like maybe it was neutral where they're like, oh, we lost interest
1: right but you tell me yeah so I'll, let me get into that okay so he met her on tinder she's also korean by the way i don't know if that accounts for anything is
0: that why you guys went to korean barbecue <laughs> he's
1: trying to like, relive his past
0: <laughs> and then talking about korean dramas is just all sounding very sketchy his <laughs> korean barbecue is not like a first date i don't know it's a huge commitment
1: at least for me well at the time we were just talking about meeting up at the source Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then the two most popular restaurants there were so packed and had really long wait lines, so the place without the wait line was the Korean barbecue place. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it was just like dinner. Okay. Okay, yeah, so he met his ex-girlfriend on Tinder, and he said that at first he thought they had a great connection, they had a lot in common, He later told me that at first he wasn't, like, that initially attracted to her, but because he felt like they had such a strong connection, he wanted to give it a chance. Obviously, it worked out until it didn't work out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, he told you from the start? He's like, oh, let me start at the very
1: beginning. I think so. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) This is crazy. Well, I'll fast forward to, like, the tea. Okay. They've been dating for a while. No longer than a year, though. So he said that his longest relationship was eleven months. Okay. So he took her to a wedding, and the groom actually was Korean. So (laughs) one of the wedding guests asked the groom about my date's ex-girlfriend, and was like, "Hey, is that Anna Kim? I'm just I'm just making up a name. Yeah, yeah. Is that Anna Kim? Because if so, she's engaged to my friend. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the groom was just like. No, there's no way that he would date someone who's engaged to someone else. Like it can't be the same person. No. And then the wedding guest was just like, let me see the like the wedding guest book. Because yes. I wanna check. And then lo and behold, it's the same girl. Oh
0: <gasps> so she was engaged and dating this other guy on the side? Yes. Right. Oh, that's so crazy. And they had yes. time to watch Korean dramas together. <laughs> I would think it'd have to be like, oh, let's meet once every month if she's engaged <laughs> to someone else. That's so right? crazy. How does she shuffle that? Does she have a job? What's her job? I don't know what she did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Manipulate people? That's a full-time job on its own. Gotta yeah, put it is. overtime. <laughs> it is, for real. So obviously the groom told my date and my date confronted her about it. And she threw on this whole act, pity me, like, oh, no, it was like an arranged marriage. My parents want me to marry him, but I don't love him. I'm going to break up with him. Huh. Full on pity act. And he told me since they were still together, he believed her. Wow. I guess fast forward a few more months or so, more secrets are revealed. And he found out that this one weekend where she told him that she went to NorCal, to comfort a friend who was going through a breakup. Yeah. She was actually there with her fiance at another wedding. No. <laughs> yes. And apparently he saw pictures and she wore the exact same dress. For the wedding that she went wow. to with him. Yes. I'm like, girl, you couldn't even get another dress.
0: Right. You might as well look different at least. <laughs> like, don't be so suspect.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he told me that a month ago, which is when they were still together, their engagement website was still on. No way. He also heard through the grapevine, the fiance has said something like, oh, I forgive her. So he thinks they're still going to get married.
0: I mean, I feel like they're going to get married, right? Like If they're doing all this stuff together and if he and her broke up, then she has no reason not to get
1: married. But uh, if you were the fiance and you found out your boyfriend did all that, would you take him back? Well, okay. If it was an arranged marriage though,
0: like he had said, then I think you have to take this person back. But if it was someone that I love, like hell no.
1: I don't think it was an arranged marriage. I think that was just a lie.
0: Oh, well, that's even worse.
1: I mean, that's just me obviously guessing and assuming. Yeah. Because she's a liar. Yeah. He did tell me that when they first started dating and he felt like they had such a strong connection. He found out that a lot of those things she lied about. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she had told him before in the beginning, oh, I love to go hiking. I love to do outdoor things. So he took her on a camping trip to Joshua Tree with his parents. Okay, cute. Yeah. And... They wanted to go for a hike and she like refused. She just like would not, she would not do it. And then I was just like, oh, I guess hiking is kind of like difficult. There's a lot of incline, elevation. I don't like to hike either. Just throwing that out there. And then, yeah, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> About me, you know, because we're on a date. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Wait. That's so weird that she would lie about things like that, but I also Mm -hmm. read a statistic somewhere that you can only lie about who you are for about two months, and then after that, things start catching up.
1: Yeah, exactly. So everything caught up to her. Obviously, her lie about who she was and what she liked. That's really weird. That's super weird. (laughs) Yeah. So there were some arguments they had that he told me about, and I want to get your opinion on one of them. Okay. (laughs)
0: like how we're (laughs) dissecting their relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Like neither of us are
1: really (laughs) involved, but yes, go for it. I want to get your opinion on this because even though the girl is batshit crazy, I agreed with her on this. Okay. So one of the arguments was that she's always the one initiating sex and he never does. He was annoyed because he said that it was never a problem until she brought it up to a friend. And then the friend was like, oh no, that's not okay. That is definitely an issue. And then she brought it up to him. You know, not to
0: be heteronormative or anything, but it does make sense for the guys to initiate at least 50% of the time.
1: Yeah, because usually they're the ones who want to have sex more.
0: Yeah. Typically. Yeah, and in this case, it's weird. I mean, I feel like... What she should have done is she shouldn't have brought her friend into it and said like, hey, I told our most intimate part of our relationship to this person and now they know and view you with this lens. I think she should have just been like, hey, I feel that you should try to initiate at least 50%.
1: Maybe she shouldn't have just brought up her telling her friend.
0: I mean, I'm also guilty of this and being like, oh, I talked to my friend. They said you're super wrong. You know, like in my head, I'm like even more ammo. But like I can see how the receiving side would feel attacked. Yes. Yeah,
1: so I think he felt attacked. Okay. So what he told me was he was so annoyed and frustrated by the conversation. I'm not obviously I don't know how it went down and how she approached him with it and he was just like yeah after dinner i'm just like tired and i don't want to do anything also i've been gaining weight blah 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 blah. again gaining weight my (laughs) number one fear and then he said that he told her maybe i don't initiate because i'm not attracted to you oh that's terrible yes i told him that i was like oh you never say that to your girlfriend like that ever. makes her feel so insecure, and
0: most of us are already kind of insecure and in our head, too, like you could never say that,
1: yeah, especially when he's already not initiating sex, and then you say that to feel the ammo even more
0: well, at least he's telling the story as it is, and he's clearly not lying because <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's not a liar
0: at least yeah, at least he's not a liar. <laughs>
1: yeah so i have told other people this story and my roommate was just like why would he tell you that because it just paints him in such a bad light and i was just like i guess he was just into the story and to be real with me
0: maybe he felt like he had to get it off his chest because he didn't know who else to talk about it although it's weird that
1: he would bring it up with you and not a therapist or someone (laughs) else I think sometimes things just come out when you don't expect them to. Also, it had been just a month since they broke up, which is so recent. Yeah, it's
0: very fresh.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so fresh and it probably was on his mind and it just came out.
0: But I can also see him being very comfortable around you and Mm -hmm. feeling safe. So maybe you gave off that vibe and it just made him feel like, oh, I can tell her anything. (laughs) First date? What's that? Maybe you got to give off more, like, you know, put some more walls up. Most people, it's like, <laughs> be more vulnerable for you. It's like, put some more walls up, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thanks, stuff. I got you. Yeah, if yeah. you ever need, you know, an example, just look at me. I definitely- <laughs> people definitely don't tell me stuff like that. Or if they do, they will be faced with judgment. <laughs>
1: But that was my update. We are not seeing each other currently. I think I did have a lot of fun with him. And we had even planned a second date on the first date. But I didn't text him. He didn't text me. I would t- say each day that like, went by, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to text him today. I'm going to text him today. But I was also on the fence a little bit. I think that's why I couldn't text him. Yeah. Which I kind of regret now because, stuff. he was really rich. He has four houses. Wait, he
0: owns it or his family? His family,
1: his family, but obviously he's part of the family.
0: (laughs) Tina, you're like, perfect, (laughs) one house for me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, he technically already has a house. Oh, that's for him. He has an Arcadia house. And you know, Arcadia is a city where all the rich Chinese people live. And they have a house in Taiwan where his parents are remodeling it currently. Oh, that actually sounds cool. Yeah, to have four master
0: bedrooms. (gasps) Four
1: masters? Mm Mm-hmm. And then his sister has two houses.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, that the parents bought for her.
0: Okay. Wow. That's super cool. You should reconnect and (laughs) me, you, and Leslie can go to Taiwan.
1: (laughs) I know. I, like, regret it. And then my friends were like, is it too late? I'm like, it's too fucking late. It's been three weeks, I think.
0: Is there any holidays coming up? Oh, Halloween. Can be like, hey, Halloween
1: what's up? <laughs> What do you do for Halloween?
0: No, like what I used to do is like I would just, you know, not I'd meet someone, not talk to them, and then on the holidays I'd be like, Oh, happy fourth or whatever and like get the conversation back <laughs> again.
1: I mean maybe I can do that. I mean, what do I have left to lose, right?
0: Nothing. Like the worst thing is like if they give you like a
1: non response. Right. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then that's your answer. That's it. That's yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. That was my update. What about you, Steph? What's been going on with you?
0: Okay, so my update is I've just been feeling a little burnt out, and there's I'm sorry, no, no <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no like core reason, but I pretty much just feel tired all the time, and sometimes I'll fall asleep at nine p.m. and just be so tired. But I've been really trying to do some stuff to break up my usual routine and the usual eight to five ruts. So my boyfriend and I have been going to trendy aesthetic restaurants.
1: Wow. Yeah. Breaking up the monotony of their daily weekday or workday routine. Yeah, I actually
0: got that from you, that term. I was like, I think I need to start doing this because I am
1: dying. (laughs) Is it because we went to that concert on a Monday? But I
0: actually felt very alive, but I was (laughs) tired because I had to go to spin at 5 a.m. But I actually did feel it was really fun and I really like her music now and I'll just listen to it, you know, sometimes Uh when I'm driving. Yeah, but the aesthetic restaurants we actually found from TikTok, if anyone is an OC and wants to try cool new stuff or activities, at TikTok Tracy with an I. She has really awesome suggestions. I think last week we went to a Spanish restaurant that was cool. And today we're gonna go to
1: Gem in Fullerton. Have you heard <gasps> of it? I've definitely heard of it. I don't okay. I haven't been because I don't have a boyfriend to go with. You know, you can
0: go. just kidding? I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> with these restaurants, just like an FYI, always reserve ahead so this way when you go there's not a super long wait because the worst thing is after a friday long week of work you just want to eat and then you don't get seated until eight or nine and it sucks yeah if you plan ahead then you can walk on in and sit down so my therapist said to schedule in more fun
1: ah yes that's a good idea
0: yeah like and just be a little bit more intentional so i'll probably be texting tina some more
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, that's not a problem for me. Really? I'm going to a concert today in LA.
0: Oh, which one?
1: Porter Robinson. Oh, yeah. And I did go to the music festival two weekends ago. Yeah. So I feel like my life, there's always a lot of concerts, I think, just because I love music.
0: Yeah. And
1: I just spend a lot of time with my friends. And we just hang out. You're always welcome, Steph. I don't know how fun we are. You guys are fun. You guys are very
0: fun. You guys are very efficient and always a good time. And always drinking, you know, in moderate (laughs) amounts. Yes, in moderate (laughs) amounts. No, that's super cool. Yeah, I feel like you've always been really into music and concerts.
1: You know what you could also do? Well, I guess you can't do it with Arnold. Oh, I guess we could do it together is... Just travel, domestic, if you're okay with traveling, but travel to domestic areas. Because we work from home, so we could technically just work the, you know, 8 to 5 or whatever. And then after that, we could, like, go out, explore.
0: Wait, would you be down to do that?
1: Yeah, I would be. I just didn't want to go by myself.
0: Same. I was scared. I mean, I've actually seen people who've done it by themselves, but I'm like, it'd be way cooler if I at least had one other person.
1: Yeah, and then by myself, I'm just going to go eat at cool restaurants by myself. I mean... (laughs) Power to you if you do that, but for me I feel like I, that would just make me really sad. <laughs>
0: I'm way too awkward. I know my boyfriend, he definitely has ate at restaurants by himself and he still will sometimes cause he'll get his hair cut and then just go eat lunch. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I would rather take it home and eat it at my house <laughs> and eat it at the restaurant. Same. I'm like how's that enjoyable? Like everyone's looking at you. They're like But they're not, you know. But Yeah, like, they're not. Okay, Tina, this is a plan. We're gonna go somewhere.
1: Yes. I agree. Okay, we just have to set where and when.
0: Okay, so I'll touch base with you afterwards, but. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And my last update is that I read Beautiful Country and it really spoke to me because I'm not sure if you've heard of this book, Tina. I have not. Okay, so it's about this girl. She is an immigrant. She's coming from China. Her parents are sweatshop workers, or her mom is, and then her dad does something in a law office, but not, like, a lawyer or anything, so he doesn't get paid that much, but it basically talks about how her childhood and, like, her education and how nobody believed in her, not even her parents. And it's not that they didn't believe in her. It's just they didn't want to say like, oh, you can do something great. And then her be disappointed. It was more of that. But it really spoke to me. Not that I've had that experience, but it like reminded me of our parents and what they had to go through. I asked my mom about her experience because me and her both read the book. And she and I both agreed. We're like, yeah, that girl had it very rough. Like she could not catch a break. It was just (laughs) so crazy. Like they were so poor. And then their car got broken into like five times. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. What?
1: Probably because of the neighborhood they're in, right? They're in a very impoverished neighborhood with desperate people who resort to crimes, petty theft in order to survive.
0: Yeah. Anyways, but it was a really good book. You should read it, Tina. I have the book if you want to borrow it.
1: Yeah, I really want to read that. I haven't been reading, but I've been trying to, but I haven't been able to get into it again.
0: Okay, well, just set a goal on Goodreads, and then i uh, <laughs>
1: track your progress.
0: <laughs> okay, fun fact. One of our first episodes was recorded around Thanksgiving. Since then, so much has changed. We wanted to spend this episode discussing life transitions, minor changes, and more. Tina, what are three things you've learned since moving out now that it's kind of been a year? And what is one thing you miss about being at home?
1: Three things I've learned since moving out is (laughs) having to be more responsible. I will admit I was very spoiled before living at home. But I think that comes with the territory of living at home is that you are afforded certain luxuries, but you exchange that for obviously freedoms that you wouldn't get living independently.
0: Okay. It's like a give and take.
1: Yes, definitely. So one of the things that I have to do now is house chores. So now I have to do a lot more cleaning. I have to do my own laundry, wash my own dishes, clean the bathroom, take out the trash, sweep the floor, make my bed. Before, my mom would always keep things clean. So I never noticed when things would get dirty. Yeah. But now when things get dirty, I'm like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Like, I get really annoyed. (laughs) I'm just like, why did nobody clean that? Because it wasn't my mess. Right. Like, Do you guys you know, have I a group it.
0: chat where things get passive aggressive or no, no? It's pretty civil.
1: It's very civil.
0: Okay. That's good. Everyone's mature.
1: Yeah. Either I'll clean it later or someone else will clean it later. But in the moment, I'm like, why is that staying there? Like, You could have just wiped it when it was still not a stain. And then it would have been so much easier to clean. Yeah. Um, another thing I've been learning and still having difficulty with is having to prepare my own meals. Oh, but you've always loved cooking. No, where did you get that from? Well, you would make stuff. As the months went by, I got progressively lazier and lazier. <laughs> <laughs> also, a big part of cooking is obviously getting the ingredients. Most of the times, I don't know what I want to make, so I don't know what I want to get. Yeah. And then I just don't get anything. So I will just go to my parents' house to eat. Also, my mom calls me almost every day to ask if I want to come over and eat.
0: Wait, does she? That's really sweet.
1: She didn't do this. Like when I first moved out, I was pretty solo. And then (laughs) like, I don't know, like the past few months, she's been asking me almost every day. But okay, isn't it better, at least when I
0: was away in college for the four years or whatever, like whenever I came home, I'd be like, this is so awesome. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. Because it it was like, mm -hmm. you know, a
0: warm welcome, different, like they always
1: made your favorite food. Speaking of, my mom is calling me right now, so I'll have to call her back. (laughs) (laughs) She heard us. My friends, I think, who have lived out a lot longer than I have, definitely have a better handle on it. So I'm going to try to ask them for advice. Or yeah. like go grocery shopping with them or something. Because right now I'm so uninspired. Let me know if they have any good advice. So one of my f- good friends, Jessica, she actually sometimes cooks us dinner, which is so nice of her. And uh. everything she makes is so bomb. So on Sunday, she had us over and she made this miso butter glazed salmon. No which way. was really good. It was so yeah. good. It was healthy. Side of broccoli. She also made a salad and another like beef with rice. And then I tried to recreate the salmon dish today, and it was sour, salty, not <laughs> juicy. Not, it was not good. Like, it was like all the bad things. <laughs> all the bad. <laughs> I think I just need more practice. So now I know for next time, less salt and less juice, less lime juice. Yeah, less is always better. I think something you don't know until you live with people is do you want to live with other people or do you want to live on your own
0: oh i want to live alone (laughs) or at least with my boyfriend but not like a group of people unless they're super fun and like
1: cool yeah but you don't know that sometimes yeah that's true. especially with like housing situations you know you can't always live with your friends also that's not always a good idea but yeah that's true it can get heated i mean in my case I do not mind living with others. I actually have four other roommates now. I used to have three. I have four now. So there's five people living in the house. Although sometimes I might just want like one or two other roommates. And I think that would be like perfect for me. Yeah. Obviously with other people, everyone has their own schedule, their own habit. Yeah. So there's just a lot going on with more people, obviously.
0: Yeah. It can get pretty chaotic. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's harder with a lot of people because everyone's going to be having a different kind of day. So when everyone, you know, kind of meets or like congregates or like is passing by each other, like you feel that like energy and sometimes like mm-hmm. it's good energy, sometimes it's bad energy, <laughs> but you just gotta kind of have to deal with it.
1: Yeah. And you live together. So it's not like you can avoid anyone really. Right. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah, we have our different schedules, but I don't know. You're You're still going to see them like every day.
0: Yeah, there's no way to avoid them completely.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I mean, for me, I think I'm pretty lucky in my situation. Yeah. Okay, Steph. So since being promoted, how are you adjusting to the change and seeking opportunities of growth in your new role?
0: It was a little bit challenging for two months because I was still balancing my old role and my new role because they didn't hire someone. But I really wanted to show my new boss, like, hey, like I'm ready for this. I'm super excited to be here. Let me contribute. So yeah, but now that the new person's been here, it's actually been really nice. Um, I really like her, and it's really cool to give back and set her up for success. I think that's one of the most rewarding parts, and it's probably just attributing to me being a giver like I read in that book (laughs) givers and takers they're like givers sometimes stand in the way of their own success because they'd rather help someone else and help themselves out because it's more rewarding for them
1: oh yeah yeah
0: you know (laughs) obviously just trying to balance that and making sure you know I'm only giving what I can give but at the same time like I'm still really enjoying the process it's the first time I've pretty much had to train someone at a mm-hmm. job, and I created a transition plan. and wow, everything I've learned and a tracker, so that's been really awesome to take charge of,
1: yeah, a transition plan. Wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> if I had to transition someone, I would just i mean, obviously I would try to train them, but I would not put a plan together. That's all I'll <laughs> say.
0: <laughs> no on this plan yeah it's so detailed it's been a long time coming like ever since I knew I was gonna get promoted I was like okay let me just write down everything I could do everything I could be doing and everything I wanted to do but I couldn't so it's Mm -hmm. all on there I'm like okay whatever you do with this is on you but I have given you everything
1: (laughs) oh wow
0: yeah on my own personal journey I'm struggling (laughs) oh But it is very cool, you know, at the end of the day, like a job is a job. And I think something that I feel bad about is just venting to my boyfriend.
1: Don't feel bad about that. That's his job to listen to you. There's
0: this podcast I listened to on a side note, and they said how to avoid when people emotionally dump on you. And then like they listed off a bunch of tactics and I was like wow like my boyfriend totally does this sometimes like <laughs> so I'm, I'm saying like a situation like oh means this mm-hmm. happened to me he's like you know what it's your fault maybe it's your fault <laughs> you shouldn't have done that and then obviously as the dumper I'm like oh my gosh like I just immediately stop and get pissed
1: <laughs> well yeah I was just gonna say I don't think that's something you want to hear when you're venting to someone
0: Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I think it's good that he has his own boundaries. And I definitely
1: okay. could yeah. take
0: a page from his book. Like, you know, like Sometimes like you don't want to hear someone emotionally dump on you. And it's not necessarily fair. So he has a lot of good tactics that I... <laughs> So next time someone tries to, you know, dump on me, I'm going to be like, it's your fault or walk away <laughs> or, or change the subject. Are you hungry?
1: Okay, wait. So does he say it's your fault so that next time you don't want to emotionally dump on him because you don't want to hear things like that?
0: Yeah, and it, it stops you in your tracks.
1: Well, maybe the solution then is not to always go to him. Maybe you can kind of spread out. When you need to, I wouldn't call it emotionally dumping. That just sounds so strong and negative. Sometimes you do need to vent to people and I think that's healthy. But obviously if you're doing it all the time, every day, then maybe not so healthy. But (laughs) once in a while, like once a week or something, I think it's fine. Maybe just emotionally dump on him everything like once a week. Yeah. Like end of the week, just like get it all out.
0: And then after that, yeah, never bring it up again, like until the next yeah. time.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think that's fair.
0: Yeah, well, I definitely have reeled it in starting this mm-hmm. weekend, and I always say that. I'm <laughs> like okay, starting tomorrow, I'll be like super, you know, on the up and up. <laughs> but this time, for real, for real, for real. <laughs> the last thing I just wanted to say about seeking opportunities of growth well one of the good things has been that my boss does think very highly of me and thinks I'm capable of a lot which is really cool when you have that person
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and you are yeah and you are stuff like you should definitely know that
0: thanks Tita that's very sweet Well, I talked to him about grad school. I always wanted to do an MBA, and like now more than ever, I'm actually taking steps to doing that. But he was like, Why don't you look into like farm school or like becoming an OD?
1: Oh, uh huh.
0: I was just like shook.
1: (laughs) Dude, I'm shook too. Like, oh, wow.
0: Right? No, I mean, I would never just because I'm not that good at anatomy or physiology or. That wasn't my strong suit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, but that's awesome that he does push you to, you know, maybe think of things that you never thought about that maybe you can start thinking about or wanting to research more.
0: Yeah, possibly. But yeah, I'm putting it on your plate too, Tina. You can do this too. (laughs) You know who to go to once you start on this path. (laughs) My boss. (laughs) That was Pretty cool, just having that on my radar. Like, I don't think I'm gonna do that just because it's not where my passions lie. Yeah, so I'm almost done with my certification program, but I signed up to take an accounting class just at a community college because I heard that accounting was one of the classes that could prep you for business school. So I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah, good for you, stuff. You're very motivated, and that's like (laughs) making me more motivated too. So. Thanks for the inspiration, as always. No, I was
0: like, I'm done with trying. We'll do it together, Tina. (laughs) All right, Tina. So what are three minor changes, can be tiny, that you've made in the last year?
1: Okay, minor changes that I've made. So the first one I would say is making my bed every day.
0: I can't believe you didn't. You do this before.
1: (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. I sent a little judgment here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Sorry.
1: (laughs) But like I said, living at home, my parents did so much for me. They didn't make my bed. My bed just was not made. But I think I was just used to everything being done for me. And I know that if I see my bed messy, then I just feel like... My whole mental state is messy, too, and it just reflects on my well-being and how I feel. Especially now working from home, my bed is right next to me all the time. So if I look over, my bed's in, like, wadded blankets and stuff, it's going to be, like, a disaster. So now I do make my bed every day, and I like that it looks neat and clean. Yeah. So just a life pro tip for everyone out there. Make your bed. You'll feel better. I promise. You should already be doing this. Yes. Yeah, but maybe they don't, Steph. Maybe they don't. Okay, second thing is morning workouts. I don't do this every day. And it definitely differs on a weekly basis. But I do want to start doing this more often. Sometimes I'm just super tired. So I only go once or twice a week. But when I do morning workouts, which is about 7 a.m. classes, I cannot do any earlier than that. I know some (laughs) people who do super early morning classes and I'm just like, what the heck? But I will say that at least the 7 a.m. classes that I do really make me feel better when I'm done with the workout. I'm not going to lie, waking up sucks, but I never regret a workout, especially a morning workout so usually I've been doing spin in the morning but sometimes spin is just a little intense you know
0: it is like they're yelling at you it's raining. yeah
1: yeah so I have just recently started doing yoga in the morning which I do think I want to alternate between spin and yoga like spin when I'm wanting to do more intense cardio and then yoga when I want to cool down or like refresh a little bit and just take it slow.
0: Yeah. Where do you do yoga?
1: So I have been looking at raw yoga, which is
0: I've never been.
1: Dude, I, I really like raw yoga. The only thing is their morning classes are six or six thirty. So I'm like, ugh. Six thirty is
0: perfect.
1: Yeah, six thirty is a little better. I don't think it's perfect, but <laughs> And then there's another studio that is on ClassPass that I went to, which I have only done once, but I really liked it. And it was just really good. It was kind of like, you know, more of a meditative type of yoga, but it was still a really good workout where I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm like sweating really hard. So it's not just a walk in the park. (laughs) And then the third thing that I have changed is I've started taking more dance classes. So dance is something that I really like, but something I've not ever been really confident in. So I've been wanting to take more classes just to improve. I've been doing a little bit of hip hop. I have kind of stopped hip hop, but I did delve into pole dance, which has been a lot of fun. Also line dancing because my roommate line dances. So we go occasionally.
0: Wait, about pole dancing, I did it once through a groupon. Mm mm hmm. And I think we had talked about this before, but I couldn't get into it. I just felt way too awkward. I was way too in my head. And I was like, this is so stressful. But like, I think once you get out of your head, like it's fine. But I just couldn't do it. Like, I don't even think I finished the classes.
1: Really? No, it's totally fine. I think I love pole dancing because obviously, for one, you're going to beginner classes. So nobody there knows what they're doing, you know? So everyone is in the same status. When I've been going to those beginner classes, I feel right at home. Nobody's judgy. Nobody knows what they're doing. The instructor just wants you to learn the techniques. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: All the girls have been really nice. And we all try to help each other out when we don't understand something. So I think I really like that community aspect of it as well. Yeah. The only thing with pole dance memberships are they are so expensive. So I haven't been able to bite the bullet and get a membership yet, even though I really want one. Because it's like $200 a month.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, and that's only 8 to 10 classes depending on the studio. I thought spend was expensive, but this is a whole nother level of expensive. I'm just like, how do you girls like afford this? Like, what the hell do you do for work?
0: Okay, so I was talking about this with my friend Shannon because she really wants an Equinox membership. But she pays for the Peloton membership plus the Silks. That she does, mm. and she does private classes, so she yeah, yeah, uh-huh. was saying that five hundred dollars, like she couldn't <gasps> justify paying that much for all her gym memberships. No, like yeah, you're right. Like five hundred is too much. But like three <laughs> hundred, yeah, that's like fine. <laughs> that's, that's my limit right now.
1: Three hundred is your limit. Yeah, but yours is not three hundred right now, right? Because you only do. Sp- Well, you have spin and then you have class pads, but the class pads is like a very low membership, is it not?
0: Yeah. So I do that because sometimes I'll go to different studios and then I'll just like it so much. I'll buy a class package at like the other studio. I'm like, oh, it's like totally fine. What I have been doing is that I'll go to like box house or sweat house. And then anytime they email us and they're like, oh, like, cool new class Uh package and I'm like oh it's so much cheaper than what it usually is then I'll buy it so I like stock up on all that
1: (laughs) oh that's a good idea you know what I just saw an email from sweat house that was one of those like discounted class packages and I saw that I was just like oh my god so expensive still and I just deleted it (laughs) 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 I was all bitter (laughs) $20 off that's nothing and then stuff's like oh $20 off let me get right on that
0: yeah I'm like oh let me stock up
1: (laughs) yeah no that's actually a good idea actually maybe I should maybe I could do that
0: yeah just wait for the emails to come in if they do some studios do it more than others and some studios don't do it at all But I feel like we usually do, like, especially with Black Friday coming and the holidays, Mm -hmm. like they must, like they should capitalize on this because otherwise they're, you know, losing potential clients.
1: Yeah. Maybe I'll ask them if they have any upcoming deals for the holidays.
0: Or ask for the student discount.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Steph? What are three minor changes you've implemented?
0: Yeah, so I would say the first thing I've done finally from my to-do list is I've been tracking my finances and automating my transfers for investing into my
1: high yield account. (laughs) Into your what, sorry, account?
0: My high-yield savings account. What is that? So they used to have high-yield savings accounts that gave you 5% or 7% per year, but now even the high-yield ones... I think the highest one is 0.5, which doesn't sound like a lot, but Mm -hmm. if you look at your bank, so I had Wells Fargo and it was 0.001. That was my interest rate, literally getting Mm -hmm. a cent or three cents like every year. But in Mm -hmm. the high yield savings account, I only have about like $4,000 in there because it's just where I want to put my emergency savings just Mm -hmm. so I can easily access it. But I've Mm -hmm. already gotten interest payments, $3, like $2.
1: Yeah, which is way more already. That's already like 300% more than in your Wells Fargo account.
0: Exactly. It was Mm -hmm. so easy. Goldman Sachs, Marcus, that's the one I use if you're interested. I know Vanguard has one, but theirs is only like 0.4 something percent. So that's why I, I try to choose the highest one. But I think in the other ones, there's different things you can do with it. But I like mine. And... What spurred my interest in finance was actually spending time in Tulum. It just made me want to be more financially independent. I got to be more aggressive. Like, I need to set up my account. I now have an investment account for vacation, one for the house, and then, you know, obviously your Roth IRA and like the one that set up with your company.
1: Okay. I think we needed to do another episode on this because I'm like, what? (laughs) There's like so many different accounts and I have a few, but I don't have a great handle on them. And I just, you know, you set the automatic amount and then I don't even touch it.
0: Oh, no, I probably just said it in a really confusing manner. It's not confusing at all because, okay, here, I'll just tell you what I mean. So I only have the high yield savings account, totally separate, automate like $50 each month into it because I'm not really touching my emergency fund. Don't need that much. And then you have different investment accounts. So I only have two. So one is for like the house that I want to save for, and one is for Mm -hmm. vacations that I want to save for. Putting more into the house than vacations, obviously. But once you Mm -hmm. put it in, so you have to invest it. So it's just like remembering to do so. And then I'm also putting money into the Roth IRA. And every year you can put $6,000 into it. That's max, right? Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you hit that for tax purposes. And then your company account, which is the one that's set up through your company, that just goes in your 401k. But I still have it on my tracker, so I know how much is going in per month. You know, it's nice. Like, you're like, oh, I'm saving this much, even though a lot of that is mindless.
1: No, yeah, totally. It's already deducted from your paycheck.
0: Yeah. But something I would suggest you doing, if you're not already is that (laughs) I split up my transfers, for example, to make the $6,000 per year in your Roth IRA, it's $500 each month. So if I'm doing $500 for my Roth IRA, like you might want to split it up. So it's like every first of the month, you do these accounts. And every 15th of the month, you do these accounts. You know what I mean? So it's not like, yeah, Your first paycheck, like, all it, right. is going to investments yeah. and you have nothing
1: to spend. See, so stuff? I have so much to learn. I definitely need to <laughs> be better with my finances in general.
0: No, I'm sure it's great.
1: No, it's not. It's not stuff. I don't know what I'm spending on. Well, I know what I'm spending on and it's nothing that I freaking need. It's just things that I want. I told you I spent so much money on Alo yoga the other week.
0: But that's things that you're going to wear. And you said it was for tennis, so you're definitely going to wear it.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to wear it, yes, but it was so expensive.
0: But it's about quality over quantity, so it's okay to spend stuff on things that are expensive, especially if you're going to wear it for a long time and feel better in them.
1: Okay. Okay, thanks, Steph. I agree.
0: But I've been spending more money on clothes recently because – I realized I was spending a bunch of money on expensive restaurants with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now I'm like, literally, I'm that person. He orders sake or whatever. And I'm like, I don't drink it. I'm like, yo, I'm not paying for that. I'm not drinking. I won't enjoy it. He's like, want some of this wagyu? No. No, I do not. (laughs) I'm going to be nibbling on this salad because I want to spend more money at or or free people you know yeah Uh, i've been buying more clothes which has been really awesome but i'm not spending more money in general because now Mm -hmm. i'm very conscious like expensive shit if you don't want to pay for it
1: so you're kind of replacing your expenses instead of buying or eating expensive food at restaurants you're just exchanging it for the apparel that you'll feel great and look cute in um
0: the second thing i would say is same as you tina but I've been waking up for five forty five slash six AM classes. And I won't say I do this every weekday. But
1: <laughs> every other know. day. Or yeah, something. every other day. Oh my of course. Yes, every other day.
0: <laughs> no, but like you know, like At least once a week, but not every time. But it's a great head start to your day. I think it's really great to just be up because by the time like 7 a.m. the class ends, that's when most people are waking up and you're already done with your workout. So you're way, way, way ahead, which I think is really cool.
1: Yes, I agree. And then I also (laughs) feel like the rest of the day after work, you don't have to worry about working out or showering even. You already completed those two things. And...
0: One thing that I've gotten to do is convince my boyfriend to take classes with me, so he's going to spin once a week, and he's going to try boxing soon.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, you guys are going to get fit. Well, you're already fit, but yeah. Fit couple. <laughs>
0: he will (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, I'm super excited I think it just took me nagging and just saying how great it was and then finally Mm -hmm. he's like you know what I'll just buy it
1: (laughs) good I mean I think it's nice that he has you to push him to do things that he wouldn't do otherwise and these are obviously beneficial things for him yeah yeah Yeah.
0: it's not like I'm convincing him to drink
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would that would be that would be me
0: yeah, that'd be Tina. that is my friends. role that is my
1: role yeah so I think it's fair you help push him to do things and then you may occasionally emotionally dump on him a few days of the week <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair exchange
0: totally glad you see yeah. it that
1: way I, I totally do give and take right give and take
0: You're right. Um, But the last thing I've been doing, which you'll probably be very proud of me for, is that I clean my room again.
1: You always do that.
0: Using the Marie Kondo technique (gasps) and like holding all my clothes and color coding. So now everything is super duper organized and I love it. I think it's good just because I am trying to switch up my style. So it kind of helps me see everything I have Mm -hmm. all at once. Because you know how they have the folding style?
1: Yeah, I love that folding style. And if anyone's interested, just YouTube Marie Kondo folding and then you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so much easier.
0: It is. And at first I was just folding things, you know, how I normally would.
1: Yeah, like how you learn when you're a kid. You just stack the clothes up and then it's so hard to see. But now when you do it her way, you can actually see all the clothing items arranged. And then you can pick out your clothing way easier instead of just, you know, picking the first thing you see, because that's the first thing you see.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, what do you personally think is the biggest barrier to change? And how do you overcome it?
1: So I think the biggest barrier to change that we all have to overcome is just not knowing what to expect. And our fear of failure is a big barrier, being uncomfortable, being scared of change disrupting our lives. A quote that I read from Melinda Gates, she said, be comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable. I know I read that. And at the time, the Toastmasters emails were flying around and I was like, oh, I don't want to do Toastmasters. It's a public speaking club, by the way. But I read that quote and I was just like, this is a sign that I need to do things that are out of my comfort zone and things that I'm uncomfortable with. And they say that you only grow outside of your comfort zone, which I totally agree with. Something about the human spirit also is that I think We are actually resilient, especially when faced with change. And that just allows you to grow more as a person. And you better understand who you are and what you're capable of. You realize your full potential. And one thing is the brain is actually really plastic, which I think a lot of us forget. And the extent that we can change is really dependent on our mindset and how much we think we can change or handle change. So I think you know, just simply believing you can handle the change, you can handle anything life throws at you can really help you to adjust with life and overcome any kind of change or obstacles that you may face.
0: Oh, I love that. And I think that's really true about humans and just how resilient we are to change. And you don't realize how much you've changed until looking back
1: Mm -hmm. at
0: what you had
1: to go through? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I think COVID is a perfect example of that, of humankind just being really resilient because we were faced unexpectedly with this airborne disease, a virus, and we had to stay home. We adjusted by working from home on a global basis. We, I think, hopefully went through the darkest times of COVID. I don't want to jinx anything, but... (laughs) Yeah, I think we definitely survived that and coped with it um, okay.
0: Yeah, for the most part. (laughs)
1: Yeah, for the most part. I mean, obviously, there were things that could have been better, but we survived. Yeah, Yeah,
0: as a whole, like, you know, we're...
1: (laughs) We're still here. Yeah. What about you, Steph? What do you think about personal barriers to change?
0: But I think I just, like a lot of people, have an all-or-nothing mindset, which is terrible. (laughs) because it's like okay I'm either gonna do it and be amazing or I'm not gonna do it at all and just not Mm -hmm. try but I think Mm -hmm. it's honestly much better to do it and just be like oh I really sucked at it but you know at least I did it
1: yeah give yourself credit yeah life is too short to have like an all or nothing mindset which I totally understand because I use I am like that sometimes too like if I'm not gonna be the best at it why bother but what am I gonna be the best at you know in life in general not much so so that means I'm not going to do much at all and I don't want to do not much with my life you know yeah
0: I totally agree you know I mean maybe you're not going to be the best at it at first but eventually you'll be the best at it so I think that's always Uh something to strive for
1: exactly yeah
0: one other thing I saw is that on a TikTok (laughs) they said (laughs) the first two minutes of starting a task is the hardest but after that you're good So I've been really trying to implement that and just been like, okay, first two minutes, I get through it. And if I still don't want to do it, fine. But like, usually at that point, you're like, okay, like, I'm kind of in the zone. I'm getting this. Mm -hmm. On another podcast, they're like saying that there's two types of activities, type A and type B. And type A, you get a quick adrenaline rush from it. It's like watching TV. There's no barriers. It's very comfortable. It's like just what you would usually do. But type B is like more challenging. So it's like finishing a marathon, going to a workout class or like doing really great on a project at work. And it's more rewarding, but you Mm -hmm. have less initial motivation to do it.
1: Right. But the rewards are lasting. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that for sure. Yeah. So for anyone out there who's been procrastinating, this is a sign to start whatever it is you've been wanting to do. (laughs) Okay, everyone. I think that wraps it up for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Steph, can you share our socials?
0: Yes, we are at friends after five on Instagram and TikTok, Tina, Tina, honey, with two Y's and me at Steph Christabel.
1: Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.